Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next installment of the Chapel Players Theater Group Roundtable Series. For those of you who don't know me, or I guess just don't recognize my name is Mara Considine, and I am so thrilled to be moderating this conversation with some of my fellow cast and crew members from our production of The Laramie Project. Before we dive right in with the questions, I would love for everyone to go around and introduce themselves and say whatever roles they had in this production, um, their name, what year they are in school, what their major is. So quickly, like I said, my name is Mara. I'm a sophomore public relations major with a minor in women's studies at St. John's. And I'm currently serving as the secretary of the Chapel Players Executive Board. And I was one of the co-producers of the Laramie Project. Hi everyone, um, I'm Sheila Kiernan. I am a junior public relations major. I am also the PR chair for the Chapel Players eBoard. Um, I was an actor in the Laramie Project. Hi everyone, I'm Angelica Sieslak. I am a senior communications major with minors in dramatic arts and business. Um, and I was an actor in the Larry Project. Hello everyone, I'm Katerina Kabetish. I'm a freshman cybersecurity major and I was a production assistant for the Laramie Project. Hi everybody, my name is Alexis Salati. I'm a senior psychology major with a sociology minor and I was an actor in the Laramie Project. Hi everyone, my name is Christopher Alessandro. I'm a senior history major here at St. John's and I was an actor in the Laramie Project. I was an assistant stage manager and a performance video editor for the show. Chris wore a lot of hats in this production. We yeah. thank him for his service. I wore all the hats. All, all of them. Okay, so my first question for everyone is, did you know anything about Matthew Shepard or Laramie before starting to work on the show? And what kind of research, if any, did you do to prepare or get into character? Whoever wants to start can go. Um, I'll go first. Um, my high school actually did Laramie Project when I was a sophomore. So uh, I, I wasn't extremely involved in the show. I did a little um, set production and then I did go watch it. And it was, it was a few years ago, so I kind of forgot a little bit, but I do remember uh, Matthew Shepard's family came to see the performance and we had a little assembly and they spoke. So I did know a little, like I, I knew a lot more than like the average person about Matthew Shepard because that was a really unique experience that my high school was able to like give to us. And it was like really gratifying to be able to like do it again and be a little bit more involved in the production. That is so cool. Oh my God. We were like over here like fangirling kind of like that is amazing. But um. Yeah, I guess uh, being a part of the eboard, I kind of like had our research built in because we spent so much time like assessing the Laramie project. We we're like, this is what we want to do. So we spent the summer and like just looking at it and stuff. And um, it's a really, really like moving story. I was like taken by it right away. So I was totally for it as soon as we had reviewed it together. And um, as far as research, once I got assigned my characters, it was really cool to think like these are real people. It's much different than like doing any other play where you're like, okay, like I know how to be like Elle Woods because I've seen other people do it, but you got to see like actual interviews and like recordings of these people. And a lot of them are still alive. Like I think Tiffany Edwards, which is one of my characters, she's a journalist. I looked it up. She moved to Hawaii and like ran for like local government over there. I saw videos of like her, like speaking to the floor, like running for some like 
tiny like legislature thing. It was just so weird that I was like, wow, like this is a real person and it had nothing to do with what I was doing, but it was very interesting. Um, I also knew a lot about the Laramie Project coming in actually because um, Rex, one of the dramatic arts professors at St. John's, we did it with him in his class twice. So, like we read through it, but it was never like assigned characters or anything. We would just kind of read lines, whatever. Um, but so I kind of knew like the story and it, I loved it, but it wasn't until the first read through when Sam, our director kind of um, went through the whole timeline that like she made and the e-board made like for everyone to see. And it was actually the same exact time we were in, like the days corresponded, is that the right word? Yeah, it was yeah. like the anniversary, I think. And it was yeah. right around the anniversary of Matthew Shepard's death that yeah. we had done the table reading. And I believe it was like the same day of the week. It was like yeah. Tuesday or something, like the way yeah. that the years had lined so that up. That was kind of chilling. Cool. Like, yeah. Cool and like disturbing, but also cool. So it felt like it was like meant to be, you know, yeah. that we were doing it. Alexa, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I remember like when we were getting ready for the audition process and everything, one of the questions that we had to answer for our audition video was like, you know, like, what do you know about Matthew Shepard? And at the time, I did not know who Matthew Shepard was or anything. So before I made the video, I like researched him a little bit and I knew like the vague outline of his story. And then I think it was just like the magnitude of when we like dove in during that first rehearsal and like Sam laid out the entire timeline for us. It was just like, oh, I can't even like put into words what that feeling was like and just being having that moment with everybody. It was just, it was a, it was a whole moment. <laughs> And then for me, uh, going into it, like I knew a little because in English, I believe it was my junior year of high school. I'm not 100% sure what year it was. We actually watched the Matthew Shepard story, which is like another documentary about Matthew Shepard. So I knew a little bit about it going into the project. But then like once I got cast and everything and started like looking up who my characters were since they are real people and like what they did and who they stood for and what they stood for it was it really like put into perspective what we were doing because they are real people and we are telling a true story rather than like a musical where like the story is made up it's something that a majority of the time everybody knows because like legally blonde everybody's seen the movie so everybody knows the story but like this is something that not a lot of people knew about for some reason and just being able to put it into like live work was really cool. I know for me, I went through a very lengthy true crime phase where I was obsessed um, with true crime books and podcasts and movies, everything. And I actually remember reading about Matthew's case in high school, but at the time, I don't really think that I understood the impact that this singular event had on the community and on the whole country, honestly. So it was such an honor to be a part of a small part of sharing this story with our own community at a time where it unfortunately still feels very relevant. So my next question is for everyone. Can you just talk through the process of what it was like to work on the show for actors? What was it like for you to have to go out and film and find locations and costumes and play multiple characters? And Katarina, working as a production assistant and in most tech positions usually requires a lot of hands-on and in-person involvement. So how did your job shift to an online?
I mean, I guess I'll go first. I'll give Katerina some time to think about her, her special answer because she did do very different stuff from the rest of us, which was very, very important work. Um, as an actor, it was really, really different. I didn't hate it, actually. I was very surprised. I, I was kind of like, like apprehensive about it because I was like, it's really like film acting and I've never done that. And I, none of us have ever done that. It's all live theater. So it's like, oh, if you mess up, like you mess up, you're on stage, you just find a way to like fix it. But now you have the chance to like do it again and again and you do different takes. And, but also when the director is looking at it they can be much more critical because they know that you can go back and fix it. So it was a lot of back and forth, which was different. And I think it was a very different and deeper like acting process because we got to all meet with Sam individually. So like diving into the character together over a Zoom call and talking one-on-one -on -one where you normally wouldn't have that if you were doing live theater because most of the time you're all together um, like in the theater. So you don't have like 40 minutes to just sit there with the director and really talk about what you're doing. Um, I thought it was really different. And it was my first like straight show where I've had like a significant acting part. I've really never done straight acting. So I think it was a good introduction into it. I was very pleased and I'm excited about doing more of it. It was um, changing from the like a lot of hands-on experience to online was very weird for me at first, but um, it was also just the way um chapel players does stuff is just very different than what we did in high school like we did the um rehearsal reports and i was like a rehearsal report like we i never did that in high school so to like do it and then once i started doing it i was like wow this actually makes a lot of sense i kind of wish i did do this in high school and it was a very different experience because like usually it was like you don't interact as much with the actors and like see like the acting unfolds as much like when you're doing it because as they're getting like the notes to the director you're like you're over there like building the set for the show so it was it was really cool to see like the acting process because I was never really able to see that before and I mean I would have liked to be like obviously to be in person because I really enjoy building sets and like being physical but I don't know it was it was really enjoyable seeing everyone like interact with Sam. I've never been like so close on like a one-on-one -on -one interaction between like a director and actors as well. Um, so last year I stage managed our straight show and this is my first time like acting in a straight show and like, just comparing the two experiences, this this show process flew by. I think we had like three weeks to put everything together, but it felt like it took one singular week to get everything. Like all of the rehearsals with Sam to scouting for locations and like sending her the photos of locations and then actually going out and filming. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm here right now filming this scene that I just read in the table read and had no idea what was going on. Like it was just, it was just organized really well to the best that we could do it virtually. And it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like Alexa You wanna go, Sheila? Yeah, I was gonna, I was just gonna build on Alexa because I meant to say this too, like filming from home or like just with what you had was like stressful, but also kind of fun because you had to definitely be creative. 
I know uh, we were like hanging sheets and curtains yeah. from windows in our house. Oh, the curtain. Like, lighting good. It was definitely <laughs> weird, especially for the for me, Sheila, Colby Ray, and Sarah, and Colby Ray and Sarah also on the show, um, because we had maybe four characters each. So we all lived here. And then we had people film at our house as well. So that's another, say, four characters. So we had about like, what, four times, 16, 18, at least 18 to 20 characters filming in this house. And I mean, it's not a big house. So we had to really maneuver different things around. It was kind of crazy to just have like this one little location for a bunch yeah. of characters and yeah. make it different. We made the most out of our tiny kitchen. We were like, we can't yeah. use this angle anymore because we've seen the fridge already. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> no pasta poster. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that definitely is like one of the big things, like going out and finding our locations was one of the really big things that was like really different from this because usually like you're on the stage and you you do you on the stage and then you're done. But this was like you go, you gotta find your locations, get them approved by Sam, and then you actually have to go out to that location, film, get your angles approved, and then just it, it was a matter of like waiting around at some points because everybody was filming at like the same times. So we would be like standing around waiting because everybody needed to get their things approved. But like, it, it was so much fun because like you really did get a different experience than you normally would being on stage and just being able to be in location filming rather as sad as it is not to be in the theater. Like being on location was one of the best things that like I personally think came out of this show because you really got to put yourself in a different environment and you really got to put yourself in that character's shoes because you were in all these different locations rather than being on the stage. I think something also to note, chapel players were kind of notorious for like our quick turnaround times. We usually put a show up on its feet in one month and we had basically the same amount of time for this show, but like everyone was saying, it flew by. It felt so fast and maybe it was just because this year is very strange anyways and school feels very weird. I was in Colorado for most of the semester, so I felt like I was on a different planet some days than everyone at St. John's, but the process did go by so quickly, which was just so surprising for me. And that kind of leads me into my next question of what do you all think was the hardest part of working on a virtual production? And what was the most rewarding part of being involved in this show in a virtual? I think the hardest part for me, at least, it's kind of, it's like, I also like what Sheila said before, I've never done film acting. So that was like different. And having to get the shot exactly the way that the director and the assistant directors wanted it was super tricky sometimes because there's some things you just can't avoid like a shadow here, this there, like, or you have neighbors that are making noise and you can't stop that. And you have to film at all hours of the night. So it was very like tricky to time it out perfectly with sunlight and, and different, literally different factors that you just can't control. And that was tricky because when you're on stage, it's just, you have the set and it doesn't matter what light because they'll put the light on you. So that was tricky for me to um, like maneuver all the different factors that are out of our control because we're on stage, nothing's out of our control because everyone can make it happen for us, you know? 
Yeah, I think we had to do more work as actors, which is like maybe us just complaining because we're usually spoiled as actors that we don't have to do much. We kind of like park and bark and like take our notes and then we're like, blah, like do our stuff on stage. And then we're like, I'm done. And then the lights go off. But like, you know, we had to do a lot of like background work besides the work we were doing on our characters. It's setting everything up. And but that's part of the process, like the way that's the way theater is right now. So it was kind of fun that we had that experience and to like know what's so different. And I think more than anything, what's going to be rewarding looking back is like, yeah, we have like filmed um, like copies of like our stage shows, but we actually have like a product where you're like up close and personal, like camera wise with people like this is, product is going to be around forever. Like once it's online, like the Laramie project, we can go back and watch it. And it's not like just filmed from like one angle, like on the stage, it's like specifically produced for this format, which is really cool. Yeah, I have to agree, uh, agree with Angelica and Sheila, like definitely the one of the hardest parts about this was the being your own like scenic consultant because you had to figure out what you thought was best for your character and their motivations and why they're in this location. But then on top of that, you had to make sure that everything was set up correctly and that you were getting everything perfect because if not, then you were redoing things. So you really wanted things to be perfect so that they were done like with justice and dignity to these people because they are again real people so you wanted to make sure that we were doing them justice and then on top of that another hard thing was the, the memorizing for this show memorizing the lines usually like when it comes to memorizing the lines i like it, it's quick because you're doing it every day you're on stage doing it. So like, there's usually no problems when it comes to memorizing both this. You weren't doing it every day because you weren't rehearsing every day. So you were kind of just like, at, for, like, at least for me, like I was looking at it on my own time when I wasn't in rehearsal because I wasn't in rehearsal all the time. Yeah, no, and like in terms of memorization, like the lines in the show are, I'm like, at least for my characters, a majority of them were just like big paragraphs and like big chunks with like people talking in between. And when you don't have the person talking in between when you're memorizing, it can get really like hard to like picture like when they start talking and when you start talking, what's your cue line? Um, but yeah, and then I think the most rewarding part of it is like we really were making our little own like mini documentary and mini movie featuring all of everyone that was a part of the show. And I think the rewarding part of it is going to be that we kind of don't know what everybody else is doing until we actually see the show come together. So when we actually watch a show, we're going to see this incredible story come together. And I can't wait for that. It's going to be great. Um, I think the hardest part, like the stage management team had, was trying to like make sure that all the rehearsal time slots were filled for rehearsal. And it was super hard because rehearsal was like similar times every day, but it wasn't exactly the same. And most of us had like morning classes. So it was like trying to find times. Like we sometimes we'd have like empty slots trying to like figure out, well, I could stay for 15 minutes here and somebody else could jump in at the last half hour and it was like we were trying to like move around the schedule to make sure that like all of the actors could get their recordings of rehearsal and that all like the notes that they needed were taken um but the most rewarding part of this show for me 
is to like see it in the format that it's intended because usually like um in high school I was like on stage crew and I was a stage manager so I'm seeing the show from like the side of the stage so it's like you're see you're only seeing like a portion of the show whereas like now I, I'll get to see like the finished product the way like the audience is supposed to see it That's a really good point, Katerina. I've never thought about that because when you do work tech, you're in the wings and most of the time you're not even getting to watch the show. You're running around doing things during the performances. So I'm sure that's really awesome to be able to get to like actually sit back and relax and enjoy. But for me, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, it was really hard just being so far away from St. John's. Theater is so important to me because it's a great way to make connections with people and be able to warm up with your castmates and support each other while they're on stage and just enjoy being artists and performers together. And it was definitely hard to not feel like I had that aspect of performing. Obviously, I was sitting in on rehearsals and getting to connect with my cast members and the production team about show specific details and stuff like that but it was definitely hard not to be able to goof off backstage or be in the green room so I think that makes it so much more special when we finally do get to be on stage together again because we've been apart for so long and we've had to deal with this format for so long that it will just be such a special and memorable day when we can actually return to the little theater okay so my next question and I really like this question and I frequently ask my friends this who are theater people but as artists do you prefer to work on shows that are fun and lighthearted, or ones that tend to push the envelope and are more meaningful and controversial because I know some people feel really strongly about this I personally feel like I don't really have an opinion because in high school I went to a very like conservative Catholic high school so we never really did any shows that were rebellious and had a deep meaning so I never really got to make the choice I wasn't very selective in the shows that I got to participate in so does anyone feel like the show has made them want to be a part of productions that are a little more meaningful or do you prefer to stick with like the fun lighthearted, upbeat thing? Um, I'll start. So I like, don't get me wrong. I love our comedic, our funny, like last year, Peter and the star catcher, very funny. Like the, the show was like very lighthearted the whole time, but doing this show definitely like opened up a door that like, I usually, I wouldn't think about because everything we have done in the past at St. John's, like from when I started as a freshman four years ago, was very like fun and lighthearted. Like we did the Adams family, we did Peter and the Starcatcher, Boeing, Boeing, like everything was very funny, very lighthearted. But this show is very different in that because it is a true story and it's a very heartbreaking story to say the least. Like, and it's just nice to be able to do something very different and out of our comfort zone because we are so used to doing the lighthearted and the funny. So like definitely being able to push the envelope a little, as you were saying, like with something more serious and more controversial is, is definitely like very eye-opening and something I definitely want to do in the future because, you know, life isn't just like for shits and giggles. Like it really isn't. Like 
there, there are parts of life that you really have to go through and understand. So, and, and they are heartbreaking and like life is not fun and games. Um, I think my high school also did shape my opinion, but in a more like different perspective. Um, my high school directors really did open my eyes to see how like theater has the ability to change like how we view things. And when something is produced in a format where like people can actually like see how an event could impact people and like they see it visually laid out for them it opens their eyes in a different way than if I were to just like read about it or someone will like tell me the story about it. And they always talked, we, we never did, we did lighthearted shows, but we also did shows that were important and that were like groundbreaking for the area. We were like the first high school in Long Island to do Spamalot, which has an openly gay character. We did Laramie and they always, emphasize the importance of theater and social change and how the arts are so impactful in enacting that social change. So I love doing shows that have such deep meaning because of like that love my director showed, had showed me on how important it is. My preference is definitely like aimed at shows that like like either in their messages like what the characters are saying like they invoke like emotion in you and they make you look at the bigger picture of the world or like look deeper within yourself to see things that you wouldn't really have maybe noticed beforehand and I didn't get to like have like those shows in my life during high school like in high school we did like the lighthearted ones that like high school knew would bring families in like Sound of Music, Annie, Hairspray, all those kinds of shows um, and then for Laramie I really enjoyed this experience because it's a different, it's a different level of acting, I think, um, comparing like the, the deep-hearted shows and like the comedic roles that you can play in other shows. And yeah, I know I really, I really love this show because I feel like it's going to strike a chord in a lot of people and make people look at the world differently and even themselves differently in how they think. but my high school definitely did do like fun shows like we were like Weekly Blonde, Pippin. We thought we were edgy for doing Pippin so that just says enough but like it's great to do those shows and I, I'm gonna sound like a bad person, that I personally prefer them because I'm a dancey like big energy person like Weekly Blonde was like the light of my life because it is so fun. Is there a message? No? Um, it's kind of like believe in yourself which is great. But um, at the same time, I think what's made this experience so different for me is I've realized, because I've never really done anything this serious, that I'm like, wow, like I love theater and that's why I love to do fun shows. And we all love to do like fun, lighthearted shows because we love theater. And that's why we put on things like All Shook Up, which we did last year. But we can also like exercise our love, our love for theater, but have a larger purpose. And that's what I felt like we were doing this time was I was like, this really like mean something like in a social context and it didn't make it less enjoyable it just felt like there was something deeper going on that I don't usually get which was cool I agree I um I guess I'll, I'll build a little bit but um no I definitely agree because like Sheila I like you know 
I love the musicals and like the cabarets because it's fun because it's like dancey and great. But um, this show in particular, I think, um, made me think about how similar it is to what's like kind of the climate that we're in right now, like the world and like just how people treat each other. And it's like a lot has changed since the Larry project happened and, but a lot hasn't. So it's, it, it made me really think. And I think a lot of us really think about um, like how we as actors can take this and help people learn hopefully. And also like help ourselves learn more and just be better people, you know, like that's our goal. That should be our goal in general, you know, so. Okay, those are our answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. It's interesting for me because I've always preferred to see like the really sad, dramatic shows. Everyone knows that I love Jagged Little Pill, which is literally so stuffed full of every single hot button societal issue that our world is facing today. So those are the kind of shows that I enjoy seeing, but I've never been able to say that I was a part of a show that really meant something, not just because of the experience, because of the story itself. So this was a really special and new experience for me. And also like people were saying earlier, we do have a duty and an obligation to do right by Matthew and his story and the people we're portraying because they are real people. And I think that is what makes this story stand out from other shows that are based on something random, some sort of made up storyline or characters that are over the top and funny. We really do have a job to do here and we have a mission to accomplish. And I definitely think that we did accomplish it. And this wonderful discussion leads me into my last question. Why do you think that this show and the story are still so important and relevant after more than 20 years? And what do you hope that our audiences take away from this production? Well, okay, so when we did like the Red TV interview that I was a part of and a few other people as well, like Chris and Alexa, um, they asked us this question and I've been thinking about it ever since. I thought I gave a good answer, but um, I basically was like, the show is about like the human experience. Like it is about Matthew Shepard and it's about telling his story. And that is very, very important. And for people to understand why we need acceptance and like more than acceptance, we need like support. Like there, you cannot like be neutral. You need to be there for the people that like are struggling and are marginalized because it's dangerous. And as like, like Angelica said, like even though much has changed since then, a lot hasn't. And like, unfortunately we've seen this year like how unaccepting the world can be. And it's like really, really unfortunate. And at the same time though, this show comes from the angle of after the incident has happened, they go over like the events, like the timeline leading up to it. But a lot of it is about the reactions of the people in the town and how it's affected everyone. And you see a very, very wide range of reactions. And the most important thing when you're watching it, I think, is to really try to understand why everyone feels that way. And personally, I portrayed a few characters whose viewpoints I did not agree with at all. There was a bunch, there's, you see a lot of perspectives that are openly homophobic. And um, it's not saying that that's correct, but you need to know why they feel that way. And that gets to the root of the problem of why we still have homophobia and like why it's so important to fight against ignorance. Uh, I know in my own research when I was doing it, I remember looking up like the gay panic defense that the uh, 
that Aaron McKinney used and court. And I was like, oh, like it's been 20 years. Like, oh, this can't still be a thing. And I realized like there's a lot of states where it's still like a valid defense, like and trans panic is a valid defense for like people to use in court. Like it wasn't until last year that New York said it wasn't allowed anymore. Like it wasn't until this year that New Jersey was like outlawed gay panic as a defense. And it was like to to realize that like it's been 20 years and some things haven't changed and it's taken so long for legislative legislation to pass like this. Uh, I think that's why it's still such a relevant story is because some of the things that happened in the in the Laramie project are still happening today. And I, I think the audience can take away um, like what a community Laramie was before this event and how like divisions were really drawn towards the end. And you could see that where like some of the characters were like, yeah, like this event changed my life and I'm not standing for this anymore. And I've told my friends that, and I've lost several friends because of this. And I think um, a lot of audience members could probably relate to that where they, they're like, yeah, that's not tolerable. I don't want to tolerate this. And they're like, this, some, like my mind has changed and their friends are like, well, then I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. And I want to, like, I like that the audience can relate to something, but it's also so sad that that has to happen. I think one of one of the biggest things to take away about the Laramie Project is that at the end of the day, Matthew was a human being. He was a human being and he was brutally murdered in one of the ugliest ways that I have ever heard. And I think in the Red TV interview, I think it was Chris and Chris said that you know, at the end of the day, we're all humans, we're all living on this earth together, and that, like, everyone deserves the same amount of kindness, love, and respect, like, regardless of whatever, and I hope that people in the audience members who watch us throughout the show take away, and they just have their eyes opened, and hear everybody's perspective of the story, and just realize that we really are, we're all humans, we're all here, we're all here in this world together, just trying to get through life, and we need to respect and support each other, regardless of whatever. Yeah, going going off what everybody said, like this show, like is one of those shows where like you realize there is a deeper issue with people and their ideologies and what they believe, and like you really get to see all of those different viewpoints. Like Sheila was saying, a lot of us were playing characters whose views we agreed with, and then a, a lot of characters whose views we don't agree with. But it was still our job to do those people justice, no matter what they believed, but to get across the point, like Alexa said, uh, when I mentioned in the interview, that we are all people, we need to help support each other, get each other through life rather than tearing each other down because of differences that we may have as people, whether it be race, sexuality, religion, like anything like that. We should be helping each other rather than tearing each other down. 
I think that I'll say, based on what Katarina was saying earlier, this show really reemphasizes the fact that art is so often reflective of life, whether you're a part of a show that tells a made up story that has characters and themes that resonate with you, or whether you're retelling a story that actually did happen. I think it's proof that theater provides a safe space for people of all sexualities, of all genders, of all backgrounds, while also providing a platform to tell queer stories. And I would say that I just hope that this show ignites conversation at home. I hope that people watch this with their families and I hope that it encourages them to have meaningful conversation about this issue, about homophobia and the way that it's still so prevalent in our country and about the way that it's what caused Matthew's life to be cut so short. So I would say that that is just my hope for our audiences and for everyone watching at home is that the show just makes them think even if it's not out loud, I just hope it gives people a chance to really reflect. And with that, I want to thank Sheila, Chris, Angelica, Katarina, and Alexa for joining me this evening to discuss their experience for working on the Laramie Project at St. John's University and our entire cast and crew for all of their incredible work. I wanna give a special shout out to our editors, our video editors, David and Harmony, who are working tirelessly as we speak to get the show up on its feet. We've experienced some technical difficulties, but they're amazing. They're making it happen for us. So we really appreciate them. Just a reminder, the Laramie Project airs at eight o'clock PM on Wednesday, December 2nd and Friday, December 4th. And it will also be available on demand all day on Saturday, December 5th. All information can be found on our website, sjucptg.com. If you're looking for tickets, um, if you wanna hear the dates again, just whatever you may need, you can go there. Thank you so much for listening. And again, thank you to my wonderful cast and crew for being here. I really appreciate your time. I loved hearing about your experiences on this show.